your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. So then, 8.18 and on to gentrification. According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, this is defined as the process of renewal and rebuilding accompanying the influx of middle class or affluent people into deteriorating areas that often displaces poorer residents. Of course, Seoul, like many other cities, has been undergoing this process, but with its own characteristics as well. We've seen neighbourhoods actually kind of become trendier through maybe a process of gentrification, but then again go through another process by which wealthier businesses come in or wealthier residents come in and what made them hip in the first place then starts to be replaced. And Seoul City is stepping in, injecting around 20 million won to help relieve the problem in six particular areas. Let's find out more with Professor Yi Young-sung, Graduate School of Environmental Studies at Seoul National University. Good morning. So this, this whole term of gentrification, can you talk about how it refers to Korea today, in Seoul particularly? Uh, in fact, some places in Seoul recently began to attract people, farms, restaurants, cafes and visitors. And such places include Itaewon, Shincheon, Hongdae, Insadong and Dangne, as you said. And they are especially very famous for their particular cultural attractiveness in Seoul. And for a long time, many people believed that housing prices and rent in the north of Han River cannot rise compared to the south of Han River. However, as many people and farms visit those places, housing prices and rents have risen fast recently. Yeah, so it has a big impact on the costs of living for residents, but also on business operations. Small business operators have been a big part of what's made these neighborhoods popular in the first place. But they are suffering or, or getting pushed out. How serious yeah. is that? Uh, one example of the victims of gentrification is artists who are not wealthy, uh, although they are the wealthy artists. Before gentrification, they worked in deteriorated areas to save rent. However, as rent rise, many of them should move out to other areas and for example, in Gyeonggi-Dangil, which is very near to Itaewon, it is known that rent rose about more than 500% compared to the 10 years ago. And Shincheon, Hongdae, Hapjung areas are also experiencing a very significant increase in rent and housing prices, and which can drive many artists and small shop operators to move to other areas. Mm. Well, Gyeonggi-Dangil is, is my neighborhood. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, and it has changed rapidly and it's changing before our eyes can yeah, you talk in some, in, in, in some places the rise in housing prices and rent is very shocking and surprising mm. well i want to uh give a nice shout out to my landlord then and uh, <laughs> hope that we can maintain friendly relations but seriously yeah. what sort of social conflicts are also being stirred by this and in fact there are two conflicts which are interrelated the first is, as you mentioned, is relating to the first increases in rent and housing prices. And the second is relating to maintaining cultural characteristics. In fact, those areas' cultural characteristics have been successful in attracting people and businesses. Mm. 
However, the rising housing prices and rent drive some key players, including artists, to move out to other areas, which can destroy cultural wealth and diversification of those areas. And uh, we should note that some artists and small shop operators who cannot pay higher rents played a key role in enhancing attractiveness of such areas. What, what, what sort of threats does this pose for the city as a whole? We said that uh, Seoul government is taking an interest. There's obviously uh, a problem here. Uh, uh, we should think that, uh, and we should note that, uh, excessive gentrification can destroy cultural wealth and diversification. And as you see, cultural wealth and diversification becomes a new engine of revitalization in Seoul. And that means excessive gentrification can destroy urban revitalization. Mm. There are phases of gentrification, though. For example, Hebangchon, which is across that main street from Gyeongnidan, was a, a very rundown area once upon a time. It's not exactly glamorous now, but uh, there is this trendy atmosphere there and a lot of expats and um, perhaps more liberal-minded Koreans are taking uh -huh. advantage of that and, and, you know, starting smaller businesses and and the whole area is being regenerated. But perhaps the next step after that would be the kind of impact that we're seeing in Gyeongnidan at the moment. So uh, yes. Uh, one of the good changes that gentrification brings to us is new fancy shops, offices and houses in mostly deteriorated urban areas. Uh, but the thing is that uh, when the rent and housing prices uh, 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 goes fast, uh, it is very difficult for us to maintain the cultural attractiveness of the areas. And that means that in the long run, the gentrification and excessive gentrification can destroy cultural attractiveness of such areas, even though there are new fancy shops and offices and houses. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a mixed chalice. Uh, Gyeongnidan, as an example again, but these other areas you mentioned, they, they draw in huge crowds. Local businesses certainly do benefit, at least for a while, before the rent catches up with them. Can you talk a bit more to us about Seoul City's response? Um, 20 million won would barely cover uh, yeah, the key yeah, money yeah, yeah. for a lot of people uh, on a monthly rent. So uh, that yeah. doesn't seem like a huge amount of money to tackle the issue. Can you talk about that? Yeah, uh... According to the Seoul city government, it is known that the city government will create a 30 billion won fund to attract foreign investment and offer long-term commercial rental supplies to offset the effect of gentrification. And the Seoul government is planning to uh, operate a shopping arcade on long-term lease to offer a safe option to merchants, especially in six areas, which include Dehangno, Insadong, Shincheon, Hongdae, etc. And it is also known that the city government will dissuade building owners in the areas from increasing rental fees by mediating negotiations between them and small entrepreneurs. And um, I think uh, in some part, gentrification is a very natural phenomenon. And it occurs because a, a place becomes attractive. Mm. And real estate, in real estate market, we, can avoid, we cannot avoid the rise in housing prices and rent when a place becomes more attractive. And the thing is that how we can keep and preserve cultural attractiveness which can be driven out of the place due to higher 
housing and rent prices. And the thing is that building trust among relating parties is the most important in dealing with excessive gentrification. And I think the Seoul government should do a role as a facilitator in, in building trust among relating parties. Are there any particular examples from abroad that we might look at for inspiration, whether that be Paris uh, or New York, uh, for example, that, that have seen these and gone through this process? Yeah, well, of course, uh, there are some successful case deals in Paris and uh, New York and Brooklyn, London. And the, in all those cases, the most important thing of the success is building trust on the related parties. And the democratic process, because uh, it, um, when governments try to intervene in market, uh, it can be a, it can make a new uh, regulation, and the, such a new regulation can be or uh, can be a restraint of urban development. So, uh, governments should do uh, a role as a facilitator in building trust and drawing cooperative alternatives. Okay. Professor E, thank you very much for joining us. Okay, thank you. Good morning. And to you too, Professor E. Young-sung from Seoul National University. There is one group that I want to emphasise in all of this, that is the elderly. We've spoken before on the show about the problems facing the elderly in Korea, but particularly in some of these gentrified areas. In that Gyeongnidan, Itaewon area, as an example that we were referring to before, it's certainly not uncommon to find older people living in far greater poverty than some of the uh, gentry, if you like, around them. What can we do to find a solution to that? You can text us, pound or sharp, 1013 for 51 per message. But as ever, our email's open to you, efmthismorning at gmail.com. Stay with us. In the next half hour, we're going to get to this week's quotes. I'm looking forward to hearing what Jacko Zvetslut's got in store for us this time around. <laughs>